From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 206. Today's show is brought to you by the Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. What's up, Mr. Hurley? How are you? I'm feeling very good. How are you? I'm feeling very, very good as well. And uh, I, I think you're as excited about as our special guest uh, as I am today because uh, she is a fellow countrywoman of yours. Uh, let's say hello to Tessa Sowery from All Things Stationery. Hey, Tessa. Hello. Oh, what a great it's that sound. Right? <laughs> that beautiful British accent. We don't have enough of those around these parts. Uh, it, make, it makes you feel right at home, doesn't it? It does, Mike? it does. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to be the one you always talk about over the years, how you're, you end up talking to so many Americans, your uh, accent has changed. I think mine is going to go the other way after this show, right? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Tessa. We're going to talk about um, all things stationary with you, which is the wonderful name of your wonderful blog, and that's why we <laughs> wanted to have you on. Um, we're going to take care of a quick bit of business uh, um up front, Mike, if you want to announce the winners of our Retro 51 giveaway that we did last week. Yes, so we had three Retro 51s to give away last week, and I'll be confirming with these winners separately and getting kind of address information and stuff like that. Uh, but I want to c- congratulate Isaiah, uh, Elena, and Jake. They were the three winners. Um, I will be contacting the three of you separately. So if you have one of those three names, you can uh, (laughs) furiously check your email in the hopes that it's you that has been picked. So congratulations to our three winners. Um, I'll be emailing them today. So you'll probably have already had the email before the episode is released to the world. Yes, and we will be getting those uh, Retro 51 pins uh, directly from them. They're going to send them to me, and then I will... Um, Mike will copy me on the emails and I will get your addresses and ship them out. But, uh, this was awesome. Thanks for retro 51 to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. And, uh, I'm very excited to get some of my stuff in. I've seen that some of the new ones, like the, uh, the Dr. Gray, for example, uh, is Mm -hmm. glowing, is glow in the dark. No, no way. I didn't notice that. Well, that's perfect with the skeleton. So that that's sitting on my desk. I haven't even opened the box yet. Oh man, you're killing me. I have a desk full of boxes yet uh, this, that I have yet to go through. I assume that's just your life. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I um, I put a picture up this morning of just like four fountain pen boxes that I had sitting there that I was about to go through, but uh, that doesn't even count all the other stuff. I know that's what uh, Tessa, your desk looks like that too, right? I mean, you get yeah. you get a lot, you get a lot of the um, a lot of the kits, like a lot of the subscription kits. I, I noticed you review a lot of those. What is what is your yeah? What is the height of goods on your desk right now? Is it overflowing? <laughs> yeah, I, I have real guilt when it comes to like being sent stuff and then not being able to feature it quickly enough. But yeah, I've got a couple of couple of piles going on at the moment. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, I, I did want to mention before we really get into it, you know, we're talking about the Retro 51 and, and I looked on your blog. There's no Retro 51 review. I know. I've never <laughs> used a Retro 51. I'm oh, sorry, Mike. Mike <laughs> is, Mike is going to pass out. How? <laughs> How has this happened? I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I was listening to last week's and I was thinking, oh, maybe I should try and try one quickly. But alas, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, let's, uh, let's get into it. Now, I, I want to learn about, uh, your blog and how you got started. And I was looking, you know, as I was getting ready for this episode, you just started the blog in 2014. The the way, you know, I've talked to you and the way I read your blog, it's like, I feel like you've been around for like five, six, seven years and it's (laughs) been like two and a half. So tell us how All Things Stationary got started. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So I 
I actually get asked this quite a lot and I find it <laughs> quite hard to answer. Like people always say, why stationary? And I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I always struggle to answer, but um, I did have a blog before, which was very generic, just sort of lifestyle blog. It didn't have much focus. It was kind of, was I working on a craft project or um, been to see a play or something? Um, and I just never, I just didn't keep it up because I think I just didn't, didn't have that focus. And then in, uh, I think it was late December 2013, um, I heard about Hobonichi journals and I thought I would order one for the following year. And I genuinely don't remember the decision, but judging from my first post, <laughs> I just decided new year, new blog, let's write about stationery. And um, obviously, this one did keep my focus because two and a half years later, I'm still going. <laughs> yeah, so it it stuck this time. Did you have a um, kind of like a long seated love of, of stationery? Like, is this something you've been into your your whole life? I mean, when you talk to people that like read our blogs and listen to this podcast, they're like, "Oh yeah, I really like cared about pens when I was eight years old or fifteen years old or something like that." Like, I knew that I didn't like the the normal stuff you could get. Have you always been into stationery? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah, I'm sure Mike, you'll um, know this. I used to spend a lot of time in WH Smith at the yes. start of every school year, mm -hmm. um, picking out my pencil case and putting a lot of pride into that. Even at uni, I, I, I remember having a conversation with someone when I was, someone was like, who buys pens? Like, I, I've never bought a pen in my life and I've got loads of pens. And I was like, I'm the person that buys all the pens that everybody else steals. <laughs> um, so, yeah, totally. It's I wouldn't say I've been, like, super obsessed my whole life, but I think I've always loved stationery um, in a way that was just always really natural to me and in a way that I think is probably more than most people. So, yeah, it just seemed like a, a a good subject to focus on to write about i thought so tessa i noticed on your instagram the other day uh, a picture of some fun faxes yeah were you a fun fax kid i was totally a fun fax i was t yeah it was that was what so exciting that? when i was you a gotta explain all right explain that it is <laughs> the filofax range for children Oh, so it's part of their brand yeah and it was it was filofax it's called fun facts mm -hmm. and they would create like themed filofaxes so they weren't like diaries they would be like activities of some description like i had yeah, like a spy and... filofax that was my favorite oh. one that i had where it had all these tips about how to be a spy the fun facts spy organizer oh my god it's on amazon <laughs> <laughs> So, you always end up doing this, looking at it during the show, then going, oh, I gotta have that. I, I think I want it. I'm gonna have to uh, take a look at that. I think it's like secondhand or something on Amazon for like £10. But yeah, these were, um, these were like activity books, basically. But they were, I guess, from fun, like from Filofax's look at things they were trying to like build the kids into using filofaxes right like later in life like it was like a gateway mm. drug i guess um and they had <laughs> well, it like a, it totally worked and they had like an original one which and the idea would be like with filofaxes you would buy little additional small books to put inside of your filofax 
Yeah, I had like a treasure map or something that went in the back. I don't know what it led to, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not important. It was... No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I, I love these. Lots of kids did it. And I think this, this stuff, like the Filofax type stuff, the Funfax stuff, was one of the things that really drew me in to the pen world when I was a kid, like into mm. stationery. That and your, your Yikes uh, pencils and fountain pens, right? Yep. Yeah, that Yikes pen. I feel like nobody else in the world remembers that. And then I saw that picture on Instagram, Mike, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I love that thing. I love yeah. that thing. I brought it to Atlanta and people were like, oh, it's that one. <laughs> yeah, I had never heard about it before you you talked about it on the podcast. And uh, I, it, it's pretty cool. I, I like that someone sent me. Uh, I actually have a Yikes pencil sitting in my desk. Mm-hmm. Bill quality is not so good. The eraser basically crumbled away on the one. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tessa when on your very first post reading through that you were talking about the Hobonichi and I was like oh this is this is pretty cool and you you mentioned a professed love for crisscross lined pages and I just got I just giggled I thought I have never heard idiot. I knew ex- <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant like cuz I'm a grid and graph paper person but just reading that I just got the biggest kick out of that that was that was amazing <laughs> That's how much, how clueless I was when I started the blog. No, no, I think that's just uh, it, it's a feature, if you will. It's just it's awesome, and uh, heck, even your background is uh, is uh, crisscross line. Yeah, it uh, wasn't on your then, but it is now. Cool, cool. So one of the things that I always talk about um, on this podcast, on the blog, when people ask me questions, is you do this really cool thing called the stationary shops map. Mm. So I think I want to talk a lot about this because it's not just a map of, I mean, it is just a map of everywhere in the world that people have sent you or you've, you've been to um, and marked on the, uh, on the map for people to, to see, but you have been to a lot of cool places and a lot of cool stationary stores. I'm going to dig into that, but tell me how just the idea of putting this map together came about. Yeah, I think um, just sort of when I've been traveling um I was kind of hoping for a resource that someone else had already created that could tell me what there was in the city that I was going to and a lot of um other blogs do sort of roundups of when they've um sort of like the best stationery shops in New York or wherever um but I just thought it would be um a good thing to set up uh a sort of Google Maps, a kind of in, in progress thing that people could add to. Um, so yeah, I started off just putting the places I've been to myself. And then I thought, actually, I should um, ask some other people, including you, Brad, um, where their favorite places are. And then it's kind of, over time, it's evolved quite a lot. And lots of people have contributed um, places, which I'm really grateful for. So yeah, I, I hope I hope it will be a, a useful resource for anyone else that's sort of traveling to a new city and wants to find stationary shops in that area. I like that style, like the, it doesn't exist, so I'll make it for other people. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to do it. And yep. I mean, mainly it's selfish, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're going to talk about that. Um, so you've been to a few places and visited their their stationers um, and and give some feedback on that. So I want to talk about some of these specifically, like New York City, for example. When when yeah. was that trip and what were your uh, what were your stationary highlights? Um, so I've been twice, I think, in the last couple of years. Nice. Um, so the first time was I think May two thousand. 
15? No, 14 maybe. Oh gosh, I mm. can't remember. Um, yeah, I. what was my highlight? Because oh, I, I can only think about the more recent time when I went when I went to see W Pencils, which was obviously extremely exciting. Well, that's a pretty huge highlight, if you ask me. Yeah, I loved that shop. Um, oh, oh gosh, I can't think of anywhere else. That's really terrible. <laughs> well, that's pretty. That uh, I think that says a lot about CW Pencils, and I'm 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 trying to effort that trip later this year, Mike. I'm I'm working on that. Oh, you are. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not official, but you know, I need, you know, maybe a little family vacation to to New York City and, uh, you know, check out the CW pencils, things like that. I'm actually going to be going back to New York in August for a weekend, and I'm, oh. I'm thinking about swinging by CW just for the just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you got to. Yep. I think one thing about New York is that there's a lot of sort of really, really well laid out shops. Like, just looking at my map now, I'm remembering the McNally Jackson goods for the study store. That is a beautiful shop. And I think that's something that New York's really good at, kind of laying everything out in a way that just makes you want to buy it all. <laughs> You've been in Paris in the last, what, year year or two. And Mike, did you did you go to Paris? Am I misremembering and you visited one of the same stores? Or why do I have this in my head? No, I, I went to Paris and I found a little store. Um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it ended up being a store that people knew about. Mm. Yeah, there's an amazing like vintage stationery shop in Paris. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name. I'm trying to find it. But it is just crammed to the rafters um, with incredible old stationery. And I tried to bargain with the woman running it and she <laughs> absolutely knew everything's worth in there. Oh <laughs> she was goodness. having none of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do when you when you go to these other cities and you're looking through these, these stationery shops? Um, are you looking for like the older vintage stuff? Or are you looking for like the regional things that you can't find back at home? What, what, uh, what kind of brings you to it other than just, you know, flat out addiction to stationery? Yeah, I don't know that I'm looking for anything specific. I mean, I I personally love um, vintage stuff, and I think that's the sort of thing when it's you feel like it's a bit more one of the ki- one of a kind that makes sense to spend money on when you're somewhere you wouldn't normally be. Because I think most of the time now there aren't many things that are hard to get that you can't just buy online just because mm-hmm. it's from another country. So yeah, I think a I'm just very curious, and I just like shopping. So an excuse to kind of trawl around stationery shops <laughs> is a good thing. But yeah, I think particularly vintage stuff is what and I'm into. What about at home in London? Is Are there any uh, secrets there that Mike's missing out on that, that he needs to find out about? Well, I recently found out that Mike hadn't been to many stationery shops in London at nope. all. Yeah, no, he's kind of a slacker. <laughs> I am. Have you been to Present and Correct yet? Nope. You really need to. <laughs> 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 It's yeah, it's a really beautiful shop. It's a, a a mix of kind of interesting stuff from around the world and vintage. Um and it's yeah, it's just like stepping into a dream. Mm. Where is I, it? I like that. Uh it's in um Islington. Okay. Yeah. I'll put that high on the list of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I want to expand on this a little bit about the uh the UK the pen scene and the the US pen scene. But let's uh before we get into that, let's talk about our good friends over at Pen Chalet, Mike. 
You know Panchale, they have all of the stuff that you're looking for and they do it at great prices. If you're looking for rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, uh, carrying cases, pen holders, refills, converters, ink, so much more, you want to go to Panchale. They have all of your favorite brands like Pelican, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Kaveco, Lamy, and so many more. They're adding new styles of pens and new brands all the time and they have great deals, great sales that they're always uh, putting up on the site. So you always got to make sure that you're checking Penchalet. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States and they also ship internationally. They have great shipping rates um, and I have bought from Penchalet. They've shipped to me and everything's come through great. Penchalet has low prices on high quality pens and offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee. As always, what you want to do is go to penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and there's a link at the top of the site that says podcast. You want to click that link, enter our special password pen addict or one word and you will get uh, access to the code that you'll need to save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet and also you'll be taken to some special deals and this week we have the Platinum 3776 Gathered Fountain Pen so it's a little special edition here and this is a very pretty uh, Platinum 3776 and it is at a fantastic price. You can pick one of these up after the uh, discount and the coupon for $123.75. So this is crazy. Um, you, you told me the name before the show, mm-hmm. and it, the name did not ring a bell. So I said, well, let me hold until you read the ad, then I'll go look at it and see which one it is. And I went, oh, yeah, because this is a newer release. It's like a... Um, it's like a ridged barrel. Um, mm-hmm. They're really cool. I saw these at the Chicago Pen Show. Um, more than one person bought one and brought it over to me. Has said, "Hey, have you seen this new platinum? This is awesome. This is a great pen. It feels great. Um, it's just like it's the same shape as the uh, the regular thirty seven seventy sixes, but it has the ridges around the barrel. It's really cool looking. Um, this is a steal of a price. And yeah, I'm excited that uh, Ron put this one up for the listeners of the Pen Attic this week. This is really really cool. There's also, if you're interested in the 3776, uh, there are some uh, deals as well on the demonstrator version, uh, which you can go and check out too. But this this gathered one is real good looking. It's a gold nib. The retail price is 275 but you can pick it up for 12375 As always, go to penchalet.com, check out what they've got, use our code and get your discounts as well as the special offers. Thank you so much to Penchalet for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So let's talk about the pen scene, Mike and Tessa. So I feel when I read your blog, Tessa, that it's really, really UK focused. And I love getting that perspective <laughs> where Mike, on the other hand, when I talk to Mike, it's like Mike kind of sees it through my eyes a little bit through yep. the podcast because I'm talking about this this US focus. Do you feel is that like a conscious thing that um, the, the way you write and the things you pre- present, Tessa, do you think? No. <laughs> yeah. I think I just write about what I know and yeah. yeah, inevitably that's what's going on sort of yeah, in the UK and London especially, I guess. Yeah, see I do feel way more uh on the US scene of stuff really mm-hmm. because uh, the majority of input that I have comes from Brad. Hence why I don't know the good stores in my own city. <laughs> because I never really look for them. I am yeah. very focused on what's happening in the US. I'm buying pens from the US, you know, I'm, whatever the brands that are getting popular over there and that kind of stuff. And it's completely because 
I do this show every week. So I'm, I'm, I'm completely tainted. And this was something that I realized when we met for the first time of a couple of months ago or a few weeks ago, whenever it was, <laughs> that you were telling me about all of these places and I just had no idea about any of them. Yeah. Yeah, so I, it's, um, it's a really good perspective for me to read. I learn like so many different companies, different brands um, that, you, that you write about, Tessa. And a lot of it seems to come from this national stationary week that's kind of a big deal in in London right I mean tell me tell me about being involved and going to that and and what that's all about because while we have like a national stationary show here in the US it's really doesn't seem to be that open or that you know that much in like the uh in the fabric of the community um but in London and in the UK, it seems like National Stationery Week. They do a really good job of getting like bloggers involved on social media. So tell tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I mean, the the so there is the London Stationery Show, which happens every year in um, in what is also National Stationery Week. Um, it is essentially a trade show, mm-hmm. but I think I think the I guess the PR company that work with um well sort of create and work with National Stationery Week understand the impact of bloggers which is really refreshing um and I think that sort of brought a lot of other companies in um so they're kind of coming to bloggers and asking us to feature their products and um encouraging bloggers to go to the show even though it is trade um I mean the first year I went I think I still had to explain to a few old school people what a blog is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can, even over the last couple of years, I can kind of, I can see the, the change um, in attitude. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, it is, it is a big thing I think mm-hmm. in the UK, but I, I do think it's kind of, it's brands pushing it rather than sort of everyday people but yeah i i think it's a good thing that that once a year everyone kind of has their moment whether they're in the community or not to kind of shout about why they love stationery so yeah and i i tried to make a big thing of it on my blog and sort of post every day that week and i've noticed that and you and uh adam from the desk of adam that we're gonna have on in a couple of weeks uh on mm-hmm. the podcast as well you know y'all get together other bloggers get together yeah. they do a really good job of, of bringing everyone together and promoting it and uh, i just think it's a really really good thing yeah it was really great i i missed adam this year actually because mm-hmm. he kind of got there after i left but it was yeah it was really great to meet him last year and um kind of have someone in the same boat going what are we doing here this is weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure you always like to have that that support system close by <laughs> yeah. what um what kind of brands are you seeing in the uk that are really kind of uk based or do you find like to have some very very specific things that you don't see being talked about um and from you know from other blogs uh, around the world that um you feel are, are really really good um makers in the in the uk in a weird way, I think I'm never even like that super aware of mm-hmm. of where brands come from. That's terrible, isn't it? But I think actually, I think that's good. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I know that um, there are um, pen brands like Ajoto. You've tried mm-hmm. one of theirs, haven't you, sure. Brad? Yes. Um, I saw those guys at a design show a couple of years ago. 
they're they're really really nice guys really good to work with um make really really good products so that like if i if i came over there uh, one of these days to visit you guys like i i would definitely want to meet up Yay. with the Ajoto guys <laughs> yeah cool they're super cool um there's another brand called mark and fold who do um really beautiful um notebooks i do think there's quite a resurgence of these sort of small studios um making small batches of stuff and i think these guys are doing that really well sort of like to the point where your notebook is numbered you know you've got like a number out of 500 of them and i think that's quite a cool thing okay i see this i see this review now on mark and fold this looks um this is really really good looking stuff Mm. yeah so do they do um so one of the things you, you tend to do, um, or I've seen a bunch on, on your blog, is uh, various subscription services sending you uh, products to review. What do you think about um, like the, the stationery as a subscription service? Uh, I, I, would, I think I would say you're a, you're a fan, right? I am a fan. Um, I'm starting to think the market's getting a little oversaturated because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sort of getting to the point where I'm like turning down boxes to review just because I I don't I don't know if if it's a bad thing but I I feel like there's probably only so much space in the market for that sort of thing and when does it just become duplication right I do feel like it it is hard to differentiate yourself like how are you going to make your your stationary box different from um you know from from the next person and when you find a good one like you kind of lock into that one and then everything else kind of gets compared to that. And it's like, well, I already have all this stuff or how is this yeah. going to be different? And, um, um, I, I, I do find that interesting myself. And, uh, I, I don't know what to think about that. Mike, do you, what do you think about the, besides like field notes, you don't have any other stationary subscription, right? Like I subscribe to art snacks. I love that because it's art supplies and it's more different than just, you know, notebooks or traditional stationery that you would think of. So that's the only other one I subscribe to. Do you subscribe to anything? Yeah. Art snacks is interesting because it's different stuff yeah. than I would buy. But the stationary subscription boxes, ultimately, what I end up with is a bunch of stuff I didn't choose that I don't really want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's yeah. always going to be good items in those boxes, but, like, I know the stuff that I want to buy or want to try, and they might send me some new things every now and then that's really interesting, but it's not going to be everything in that box every single time that is useful to me, and then I just end up with more stuff that I have to try and store. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is an issue. I there are kind of different extremes really because there's one one brand that send me theirs which is Mustache Stationery. Theirs is like I think it's like forty dollars a month, which is I think a lot. That's <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, um, but then I've been I tried a new one from the guys at Oh Dear. Do you know them, Mike? They're a UK Mm-mm. um brand, but theirs is only a tenor and it's kind of a lot more light-hearted it's got greetings cards and cute notebooks and stuff and that's just totally the other end of the scale so I guess yeah it's more, more along the sort of um the beauty um subscription box lines where mm-hmm. you're kind of trying out products but you're not having to invest too much each month to do so right. I think I sort of prefer that cheaper end of the scale yeah I would think that too because when you're paying i could see paying a high price for a quarterly subscription service and that being like super curated every month they have to really nail it right yeah because 
it's coming fast, right? By the time you get it and you start to use some of these things and you probably haven't even gone through, you know, even testing out a, a lot of it and then it comes right again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the cost is high on top of it. It's got to be really, really good. So it, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. I, you know, I think about it from time to time. Um, and I think I, like Mike said, I'm so particular. Um, <laughs> even though I like, a lot of different things. If I don't get to pick it out, I have a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a hard time with that, but I, I, I still think it's, it, it's very interesting um, to watch this, um, this market kind of explode. And I think we'll probably start to see some refinement here in yeah. the next year or so and, and see what really stands out, uh, stands out at that point. It is like a sort of surprise gift to yourself every month, though, and that's that always is cool. nice. <laughs> I do like that. I do like my hard snacks. I, uh, I I do enjoy seeing that one, that one show up in the box every every month. That's very cool. One of the only things that I subscribe to like this. Well, I say like this, like in so much as I get something every month that is a little surprise. Uh, is a sticker subscription service called? That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's called Slap Stickers. And yeah, every month idea. they send like six original design stickers and they're usually like pop culture type things. Like mm. the previous one had a Jurassic Park sticker and a Back to the Future sticker. And yeah, I really love it. Uh, I So many of their stickers are finding their way onto my devices. <laughs> so yeah, that is one cool. that I recommend in that it's it doesn't really take up any space because it's just some pieces of paper. It's not very expensive. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it's, I think it's really great. It's like $8 a month and mm. they send you, I don't know, like six or seven stickers or something like that. Uh, and I think it's really cool. If you like stickers, this is one because they send stuff that I wouldn't necessarily buy, but when it comes, I love it. And they work with really great designers to create original stuff. So, yeah, that's very cool. I like, I like the thought of that. Mm. All right, so Tessa, one thing you do, which I swear I'm going to do every year, and I never do it, is you you do a recap post. Mm. Um, you've done you know you've done it twice now. Um, you've had two two full years. You're working on your third, and I, I think it's cool to just kind of reflect on the the past year. Um, tell me what you you thought about when you you decided to put these posts up that kind of recap what happened in the year um talk about planning ahead and then uh i'm going to talk about something that you said in your uh your most we- most recent one from uh december 2015 so tell me tell me about um putting together this year in review post uh yeah i mean i think it's just a chance to kind of blow your own trumpet a bit i guess <laughs> <laughs> i like it but i think if i got through a whole year of blogging consistently like I'm going to stop and sort of think about that. Yeah, it's like bravo to me. Yeah. Like pat on the back time. (laughs) And kind of a chance to say these are sort of my favorite things I did over the last year. Um, This is what I'd like to do better. Um, Yeah, I just I think it's an important thing to do to kind of just take stock and and think. And it's just good for mine that it um, that I started at the beginning of the year. So it kind of falls in good timing with a lot of kind of. not news resolutions, but you know that sort of new start type stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things, like you can tell, like you can see, like the growth from you know year one to year two, and you started implementing more videos, and you do all these, um, like your station or stationary organized neatly project is really cool. Um, and then you mentioned something um, in this year two one that you know I don't know if you want to talk about, but I'm going to ask <laughs> you anyway. You talk about 
opening your own store. Tell, tell yeah. me, uh, tell me about those thoughts. <laughs> uh, it was one of those like if you don't put it out there, it's not going to happen kind of mm-hmm. things. Yeah, that's why um, I wanted to to make you go public and put the pressure on you. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, my ultimate dream would be to open a brick and mortar store to put myself on that Google map. Hmm. Um, but I'm not someone that can just quit my job, get a loan, open a shop. Um, I have to start very slow and kind of learn how things work. So I thought the, the sort of first step of doing that would be to open an online store, kind of learn the ropes, see how it goes. Um, yeah, I, can't, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself, but I think <laughs> I'll just start small. Um, in that post, I think I said the summer because it seems so far away, but um, <laughs> obviously now that's almost here and <laughs> I need to get my act together. Um, but yeah, the plan is to kind of start by just sort of selling um, other people's stuff that I like. And I'm hoping sort of the people that like what I do on my blog and like my aesthetic would be the sort of people that would buy the products that I would sell. And then sort of down the line, I've sort of got vague ideas of things that I would like to make myself. I've got one prototype on the go. Um, This is, you are going through the natural evolution (laughs) of a stationary blogger, right? Look at Brad, (laughs) right? Like you're, you're so like deep within it that eventually you just make your own. There's only one person I know that's kind of gone in the reverse, which is Mike Dudek who started mm-hmm. making products and then started a blog. Like right. he kind of went the other way around. But it feels like, and I get it, it's like a, it's like a natural type of thing. You, you know what you like. And it's kind yeah. of like the same reason that you started the blog in the first place. You know mm-hmm. what you like and there was nothing around that was fulfilling your need. It's the same reason that you started like the map, right? Like mm-hmm. there was something that you wanted and there was nothing there to fulfill the need that you had. So it makes perfect sense that you would make your own stuff eventually, or at least have your ideas too. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. I I know station. Well, I feel like I know stationery quite well now. <laughs> so why not put that knowledge to good use? Hopefully, yeah. I don't well, know. It might not work. <laughs> no, I th- I think it's exciting, and I think you should go for it. And I know you would have the the full support of the the community behind you. And uh, I I love hearing hearing talk like this. I think it's <laughs> it's it's really really cool. So if that wasn't enough pressure on you. <laughs> You had a, a very high pressure event this year, and you got married. I did end of last year, yeah. End of last year, okay. So this is my single favorite post you've ever done, Yay. and and I read them all. And <laughs> I've shown this post off. I've talked about it. So not just any wedding. You had, I won't call it a stationary wedding, but the title of your post was <laughs> "Stationary at My Wedding." So you're. Your husband, your now husband, then fiance, mm-hmm. he's he's behind this stationary obsession uh, a little bit because uh, you got you got pretty far in all the things you did uh, for your wedding. So why don't you talk about him? Talk about that and uh, how you um, got stationary so involved in your wedding because this is so <laughs> cool. Okay, um, so yeah, my husband Harry is um, a designer, so I think with that comes a love of stationery anyway. So yeah, he's totally with me on the whole thing. Um, And he actually proposed on a pencil. Um, (laughs) That guy's a legend. You taking taking notes, Mike? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he he handed me a pencil that said, Tessa, will you marry me? 
Um, and he'd also um, used a notebook as a sort of ring box in a way, like he'd cut out the shape of the ring. So he opened the notebook with the ring inside. <laughs> um, it's making the rest of us look bad. <laughs> well, he made me wait like 10 years, so <laughs> he, <laughs> he had to do a good through. job. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when it came to planning the wedding, um, it was him actually that suggested that we kind of bring the pencil thing into it somehow. And, and I was kind of like, oh, it's so obvious, like people will expect it. But he was pretty forceful that we should um, go down that route. So yeah, there were a, a few different ways that we brought it in. Um, we had pencils made on the day, made for the day, um, that said like Tessa and Harry and the date of our wedding. Um, so we put one of those on each person's um, place setting. Um, and we got, um, paper, sort of, yeah, paper, um, tablecloths with the idea being that people could, uh, write on the tables, which as they got drunker, they did, uh, which <laughs> had some fun results. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you post all those pictures? I see uh, some no. of them. <laughs> I, put, I put one up on uh, the blog post, which I think is probably enough. I think that was um, telling enough. <laughs> Um, what else do we have? We, um, so my husband designed a big vinyl, um, sticker thing and got it made to, um, a big pencil vinyl to go on the wall, um, which was just kind of, it was just a big white space. So it kind of just something to go on the wall. Um, a friend of ours made her boyfriend a, um, a bow tie, um, which was made of, um, material that had, um, pencils all over it and he wore um a pack of colored pencils instead of a pocket square which was genius <laughs> so it was good that kind of other people bought into that as well oh the uh, the the brass caveco oh yeah my my wedding gift on the day um yeah he in the morning he'd got my bridesmaids to give um me uh, a gift which was um a brass um caveco sport which i've wanted for ages and it seemed to kind of make sense and it's got a little engraving on it on the back, which I'll keep to myself. <laughs> oh, we're good. Um, yeah, and I also, um, I really enjoyed doing the um, the place name setting things myself, which I um, got some advice from Elaine from um, Our Link Calligraphy on, because I saw she'd done mm -hmm. similar um, for a friend's wedding. So I kind of copied her um, on those as well. So, yeah, <laughs> that was my wedding. Well, I mean... You couldn't have pulled it off any better. I, it's just <laughs> fascinating. I look at this. I, I'm not joking. I look at this post all the time and I just smile because it's really, really cool. <laughs> Y'all, that, that was awesome. And, and belated congratulations to both of you. Thanks very much. <laughs> what, did, what did you get them for uh, their wedding present, Mike? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't get an invite, so. <laughs> I turned it around. You did, you did. You dirty rotten scoundrel. All right, so I want to talk about um I want to talk about what you're using these days, Tessa. I think everyone wants to know, you know, what are the current things that are have taken hold with you? Have you found any, you know, new products that you're really enjoying more than anything? Do you have a favorite that you've had for years that is always there and useful. So let's let's talk about pens and pencils first. Like what kind of things are you using these days that are some of your favorites? 
Yeah, so I'm totally a creature of habit. I must say, the amount of new stuff I try, I generally don't end up changing what's in my kind of everyday use um, piles very much at all. Um, I, I've i got the pen that I use basically all the time is um, my Kaweco Skyline Sport. Um, it's it's small. I like small things. I am quite small. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Which color? Mint, obviously. Yes, I'm that, that would that would have been my guess. Uh, obviously, <laughs> as you say. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, yeah, I never used to really like um, using fountain pens, but that one I just love, and I think there's just something about writing with ink, like proper ink, that I find quite satisfying. <laughs> What um, what color do you have it inked up with? Um, well, at the moment, it's got turquoise in it, but mm-hmm. only because I've run out of um, blue-black, mm-hmm. which would be my choice for every day, because at the moment, I feel like I everything I kind of am using, especially at work, is turquoise, and then I'm kind of aware that if I'm using turquoise ink as well, it's just a bit embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there was one point where my notebook, my pen, my ink, my mug, everything was turquoise, and I thought, I need to really change things up a bit here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've always got a pocket notebook on the go. Um, I do try to change those up, because I've got quite a few different ones, and I like to sort of try different ones out. So I'm using a, I never know how to pronounce it, Done? Done paper? Yeah, I'm using one of those at the moment. Very cool. Um, Pencils, I always use Blackwing, just because, just because they're the coolest. They are the coolest. I, I have <laughs> a handful of pencils that I kind of rotate through. I always end up grabbing that one, though. I always end up grabbing like the the six hundred two, the the graphite barrel one. Mm-hmm. Do you have a particular out of the out of the Blackwing, or just really any of them? Yeah, kind of any of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't have like specific uses for i'm only ever jotting stuff down so it doesn't the hardness doesn't really matter to me i'm mm-hmm. i'm quite shallow i'm all about aesthetics <laughs> <laughs> that's good there's something to be said for that and uh, i mean those black wings are, are beautiful you can't uh, really argue with the aesthetic of that pencil they are yeah. um any, any others yeah. any other favorites you're using uh, well, I always like sort of playing, well, attempting to make my calligraphy better. So I've often, I use a dip pen quite a lot um, and I'm sort of trying out different inks. I've been trying um, diamine inks out for the first time. Um, I got sent some samples of those. So that's a new a new one for me. No, I am keep threatening <laughs> dip pens i have one sitting on my desk I, I i take that back i have three sitting on my mm. desk i have nibs and i just won't sit there and start doing it i i need to kick my own my own behind uh to get in <laughs> gear on that just a, a it just looks so cool um you know get to try out a few different nibs get to try out a bunch of inks and uh I, yeah, I need to no do that. clearing out pens and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I'm too impatient for all that. <laughs> I, I need. But to saying do that. that, the thing I really want to buy next is a a, a flexible nib like fountain pen because mm-hmm. I don't have one, and that's a kind of way of I guess practicing calligraphy skills, but without having to kind of get messy with ink. So yeah, very that's cool. my plan. Very very good. All right, so we took um. We took some questions from our Twitter followers. 
So we want to um, give you a couple of these and give give you a chance to to reply to all your fans out there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first the first one from P P Quirk, I guess that's what we're going with. And I don't even know if you keep a journal or keep a diary, but if you do, do you have any type of system for your note taking, journaling, journaling diary, any type of system that that you use? Um. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm a no. I'm a no as well. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I. The first time I bought Hobonichi, I thought this is going to be my time when I start journaling. Then the second year when I bought Hobonichi, I thought this is going to be the year when I <laughs> get better at journaling. And then I gave up and I bought a different kind of um, Hobonichi without so much room <laughs> because <laughs> I know that I'm just not that person as much as I would like to be. Yeah, that's like a, um, it's like this romantic thought I have in my head that I'm going to use all these systems and have all this like perfect notebook, but I just write stuff down. I mean, I just write it down, I scratch it out, and that's just kind of what works for me. You've, you've never stuck with anything either, Mike, right? You just, just take notes, scratch through them, whatever you need, right? Yeah, I gave up on the idea that I would do those that like journaling or routine mm-hmm. writing things a long time ago because it's just not the way that I've ever been. Like even with like digital journals and stuff, like with day one, which we've spoken about in the past, like even just like something that will remind me every day to do it with a mm-hmm. notification still doesn't make me do it. I, yeah. I, I tend to add to those types of things when I want to as opposed to on a routine. It just doesn't fit in my brain. Right, right. So now this one, this one came in, I think it was, it was more directed um, at me, but I really, just because of what Tesla said just a second ago about the pocket notebooks, do you have any favorite pocket notebooks? I know you say you go through a lot of them. Has there been one that's like really stood out or that you, you know, when you're not rotate, if you don't have one to rotate into, do you just grab one that you, you know, is going to be good? I mean, field notes. <laughs> yeah. I know it's obvious, but that is what I would always go to. They got a great new design on the website. I didn't feel like oh. it was worth putting in, oh, yeah. in uh, follow up, but I, they put that out the, a couple of days ago. It looks fantastic and it's really, really great on mobile as well. Yeah, that's very cool. Have you seen it, Brad? I did. I just saw that the other day. Someone linked it, and uh, I, I didn't realize that was coming. So the, they did a good job. We'll we'll talk about that uh, when I when I get them on. I guess I should email them about having them on for their summer release, shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. So we'll add that to the list. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard to go wrong with the field notes you know obviously um you know they're not fountain pen friendly but you're not um always using fountain pens uh as neither am i so that i love breaking out the field notes all right and robbie ross i i think is a a countryman as well she he wants to know scottish Yeah. yeah he wants to know who produces the best stationary blogs usa or uk oh my goodness <laughs> watch yourself <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's impossible to answer we've all got Aww. our merits <laughs> <laughs> you can you can say uk i will let you i will let you do that because between you ian adam who else is in the uk stationary blogging y'all do awesome awesome job so i mean related to that robbie wants to know what's the hardest thing about running your blog like do you how much you know time do you spend on it and you know how far ahead are you planning things you know what uh because you have a day job and um you know it's a lot of commitment to run this blog you've been doing it for a while now so what's uh what are your challenges um i think consistency is is a challenge um 
I think, especially with my photography, like talking about my first ever post, I can't believe how terrible that photo is. Um, sort of, and the standard I've kind of set for myself now, I think that makes it quite difficult. I can't just like take a quick snap and then put a post up. I've got to wait until the light is good and mm. I've had a good idea for something and the composition's gone right and I've had time to edit. And I think that's kind of slowed me down a bit. Um, but I want to stay at that standard, so I want to carry it on. And I think that is something, I think, especially working full-time. And I actually recently, I used to have half a day off a week to do it, and I've recently um, gone back to working full-time just because I found that I was working full-time and just not getting paid for it. Um, <laughs> so I um, now don't have that kind of time in the week that's definitely for blogging. So it's mm -hmm. kind of carving out time for myself um is a bit of a struggle but yeah but well, i make good. it work yeah the, the quality shows i mean it's 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 very obvious that uh you, you put a lot of time and effort into it and uh do a great job all right so i'm going to get you out on this one last question again for mr robbie ross do you have a <laughs> do you have a grail pen that's your one pen that you're looking for that you know is either just something really awesome something you know you just really want to own something you can't wait to use or maybe not is there is there something like that out there for you uh, I think just like I was saying before I think uh, a flex nib fountain pen mm -hmm. um is the kind of the thing that I'm really searching for and I'm I'm not I don't really like the idea and I'm really sorry to say this guys but of spending a lot of money on sure. a pen yeah, um, that just kind of doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> I would just be too petrified. I'm someone that if it's too fancy, I just never use it. And so I like to buy things that I know I will use. Yeah, um, I used to say it, that, Tessa. <laughs> I've resisted this. So far. did I. <laughs> it will get you it, eventually. <laughs> oh, well. Well, I'm resisting for now. That's good. Hey, that's, I can <laughs> appreciate that. What happens that. is, like, well, they said, whether I is with me. The level at which I say I won't go above just keeps increasing, mm, right? So, okay. like, the baseline and, and, and the, the high are just – they're just moving up. So, it's like <laughs> – originally, it was like when I when I bought my vanishing point, it was like $100. Like, that is the maximum that I will go to. And mm -hmm. then over time, that maximum has just ratcheted up a little bit over time. Okay. Well, well, no, stick to stick to your guns. I mean, there's there's something to be said for it. You know, I, I think that's good. I can be very stubborn. That's good. Um, But yeah, I know that I, a lot of, I think the really good flex nib pens, I, I don't know a huge amount about it yet, but I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of them are vintage and therefore probably quite expensive. Um, you, can, you can get one for a reasonable price. I mean, say like a, a, I have a Waterman 52, which is one of the popular common you know, vintage flex nib pens, and I think I paid about a hundred dollars for it. So you can get something okay. that's See, reasonable. That's you the don't problem. have to. If, if to you a hundred dollars isn't that much? <laughs> no, no, it it is it is plenty of money. But like for the vintage flex, I mean, they can be very very expensive, several hundred dollars. So yeah, like starting at like in the like eighty to a hundred dollars, you can actually get something that would be like the only pen you'd need because it can do all kinds of crazy things with flex. Okay, well, I've written that down, so we'll see what <laughs> We'll have to hit that hit that London pin show. Uh, when is that? In October, November, something like I that. I don't. I don't. In terms of London pen show, I don't 
ever hear anything about one. I, I know. Don't... There is one. There mm. is one. And if you would like to have to be toured around the London Pen Show this year, I would be willing to be your guide. Okay. It's not Maybe a great we'll show, that. in all honesty. Yeah. Um, like it's it's nothing like the ones that are in America, but th- there is one, and I have been, and I have bought some cool stuff. There are some decent dealers that go to these things, uh, and if you're looking for something vintage, you will definitely find something there. It's uh, this year is on the second of October, okay, in Bloomsbury. So if you're willing, and maybe we could make this for the other people in London, we will make a, an excursion to the London Pen Show this year. Sounds good. You can enable me. <laughs> I will be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, Tessa, thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. I I really, really wanted to have you on and, and couldn't wait to get you on and uh, talk about all this stuff. So thank you so much for coming. Thanks so much for having me. Tessa, where can people find your work? Where can they follow you online? What's the best places? Um, okay, so my blog is allthingsstationery.co.uk. Um, on Instagram, I'm at allthingsstationery. And just to be annoying on Twitter, I'm different. I'm at Tessa Sowry. So T E W S A S O W R Y. Well, the Brad does the same thing. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over here giggling because I'm like, yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I did consider changing it just for this, but I thought, no, that was silly. <laughs> no, don't do that. We're not that important. Uh, <laughs> if you do want to find Brad, he is at Dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. He is Pen Addict on Instagram, and he writes at thepenaddict.com and sells lovely pen cases at knock.co. Um, I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on all the social networks. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. If you'd like to find our show notes for this episode, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 206. There's lots of links to uh, all the posts that we spoke about from Tessa's blog and some reviews and the products uh, that we mentioned. There's loads in there you'll be able to find. Um, and you can also go and visit penchalet.com, our lovely sponsor for this week's episode. Uh, take advantage of the deals and discounts that they have for you. Until next time, Say goodbye, Brad and Tessa. Goodbye, Brad goodbye, and Tessa. Brad and Tessa. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>